0: In the previous two Shirim, we discussed the nature of Olam Haba and Gehennem and the uh, various theories of the otherworldly reward and punishment that befall a person after death. In today's Shir, we will discuss a very thisworldly eschatological stage, that is Yemot HaMashiach. What will the world be like when Mashiach comes? It is fairly clear that uh, Yemot HaMashiach is not the same as Olam Haba. It is part of or more similar to Olam Haze. And this comes across very clearly in the Gemara in a number of places, including Brachot, uh, Daflam Adalad Bet and Shabbat, Daf Samech, Gimlam, and Aleph, which record a fundamental Machloket about the nature of Yemot HaMashiach, about the Messianic era. It seems that all opinions in the Gemara agree that the Messianic era is not the same as Olam Haba. It is a, uh, an earlier stage, or a different stage, than Olam Haba. The question is, what will happen in the Messianic era, and how does that compare to Olam Haba? And the Gemara, for example, in Brachot Dalad Amid Bet, quotes a Machloket. Rav Chiyabar says in the name of Rav Yochanan, kulam lo Bu all of the words in the Naviam, all the prophecies found in the Navi, I assume he's uh, most specifically referring to the second half of Sefer Yeshaya, which is filled with very beautiful prophecies about what the world will be like when the redemption comes. <speaking in Hebrew> All, everything we find in Sefer Yishai and the other Nevi'im is talking about the glory and splendor of the Messianic era. But Olam Haba is even greater than that. Olam Haba is so great that words cannot even describe it. Olam Haba is indescribable. Therefore, the Nevi'im are never talking about Olam Haba. That's indescribable. The Nevi'im are merely talking about the greatness of Yomot HaMashiach. Upliga de Shmuel da Mar Shmuel ein bin holamazel imotam she'ach ella shibud malchiot belvad shenem and this disagrees with Shmuel because Shmuel says the days of she'ach the Messianic era will be the same as nowadays except that except for shibud malchiot except that the Jews will not be subject to uh, the yoke. Of a, uh, of, a, of, of a foreign uh, sovereign. Um, as it says, the Torah says, there will never cease to be poor people from the land, meaning even in the time of Mashiach there will be poor people. There will be poor people. That's not a fulfillment of all the Nevuos. No, all the Nevuos won't come true in your Meshiach. Mashiach. It'll be just like now, except we'll be redeemed. The Jews will return from exile and have a Jewish state in Israel according to Shmuel, if all the words in the Nevi'im will not be fulfilled in the Messianic era, when will they be fulfilled? So that's very clear. In the Gemara and Shabbat, of Samach, Gimelam and Aleph tells us very clearly that according to Shmuel, the, uh, the, um, words, rather, the, uh, The Gemara implies, it's not stated very clearly, the Gemara implies that according to Shmuel, the words in the Nevi'im will come true in Olam Haba. The words in the Nevi'im have to come true at some point, and if they won't come true in the Messianic era, then instead they would have to come true in Olam Haba, in the world to come. So we then have a machloket as to what the difference is between the messianic era and the world to come and Olam Haba. Rabbi Yochanan holds that the messianic era will be the fulfillment of all of the Nevuot. You know, the wolf will lie with the lamb and the uh, uh, and uh, nation will not lift up sword against other nation, etc., etc. There will be... Uh, the, the street, the gates of Yushalayim will be precious gems. There will be plenty. There will be uh, blessing, etc. And Olam Haba is indescribable. Shmuel holds no. The messianic era will just be like nowadays, except for Jewish sovereignty in Eretz Yisrael, and the words in the, Nevi- the Neviim will not come true until Olam Haba. Apparently, Shmuel thinks that Olam Haba is describable. This. uh this Machloket also comes up in the Gemara and Shabbat, of Samach, and Aleph with regard to the Machloket between the Chachamim and Rabbi as to whether one can go outside into Rashid HaRabbim. Let us say there is no such thing as an Arif, and one was not allowed to carry from one's house to the street. Could you wear a sword or a shield or something outside? So the that is a Machloket and the base of the Machloket is whether we can consider military items to be decorative or not. Everyone agrees that you can go outside with jewelry. So maybe a sword can also be jewelry, maybe a shield or a helmet or armor can also be jewelry. Cause it ask ask any ten year old boy. It looks really cool to walk around with a sword. It's a decorative item. So, the question is, if we're not 10-year-old boys, for mature people, is this decorative or not? And the, uh, the Gemara tries to prove, from the fact that Yeshia prophesies that in the Messianic era, we'll beat our swords into plowshares, like it says on the wall of the UN. So, why don't we keep them around for decoration? So, perhaps, uh, perhaps that proves that swords are not, in fact, decorative, that for a mature person, one shouldn't view military gear as decorative, one should view military gear as, you know, only in case of necessity, or perhaps it just means that in those days, no one will want to keep it around for decoration because the uh, whole idea of warfare will uh, will disappear from the world. Now, the, uh, the language of the Brita was betilni mota Mashiach. In the days of Mashiach, there will no longer be warfare. The Gemara says this follows Rabbi Yochanan, who says all the words of the prophets will come true in the days of Mashiach. Then there will be no warfare. It says, Lo Like on the UN wall, nation will not lift up sword against nation, etc. But this is against Shmuel. Right? Shmuel thinks the words of the Neviim will not come true in the Messianic era. Shmuel thinks... That, Ein Bein Ella Goliot Bilvad. There is no difference between nowadays and the Messianic era except for whether the Jews are subject to a foreign power. So, we see then the Gemara points out two specific differences in the conception of the Messianic era between Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan. Shmuel holds it will be just like nowadays. There will be poverty. There will be warfare. He thinks we'll still need swords. But the Jews will have independence and sovereignty. While Rabbi Yochanan thinks there will not be poverty. There will not be warfare. All the words in the Vim will come true. The question is, who does the Ramam follow? And here, a number of Mepharshim of the Rambam point out that we have to correct a serious misconception. A number of Jewish philosophers, just to take one example from among them, Rav Sadigon in the Sefer Emunot deot uh, chapter 8, follows Rabbi Yochanan, says that in the days of Mashiach, all of the words of the nevi'im will come true. Okay, olam haba must be indescribable and beyond that. But even in this world, in when Mashiach comes, the words in the nevi'im will come true. For example, he tells us that balechayim meshlim k'tatamet k'tatamet shiurah zeivakheves <laughs> viyochal ayetevin viyischa keyonik Kayonik ve'afek Kamosh kato Katov, etc. That the the animals will make peace with each other. Right? And the wolf will graze with the lamb, and the lion will eat straw, and the babies can play in the viper's nest and not be bitten. And he, in the, he also tells us that the light of Yushalayim will shine from one end of the world to the other, and just like Yeshua says, the Jerusalem will be built of precious stones. <speaking> Um, etc. Rav Sadion says very clearly that when Mashiach comes, as soon as Mashiach comes, all of these all of these uh, visions of Yeshaya and the other Neviim will come true and we will live in some miraculous messianic era, very 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 different from the world as we are used to it the Rambam is famous for holding the opposite the Rambam says uh, very clearly that first he tells us in Hilchot Malachim Perak Aleph Halakh Gimel Va'al Ya Allah Al Datha Sha Melacha Mashiach Turichla Sot Oso O totumovtim Kadeshvarmboam Hayemitim Hayusiv. Don't think that when Shia comes, they'll be he'll need to bring miracles and wonders and make new things in the world and resurrect the dead, etc. And the Dabrakach, it is not true. And he brings as an example the fact that uh, he understood that Rabbi Akiva and most of the sages of his generation believed that Bar Kokhba was Mashiach, even though Bar Kokhba didn't do anything supernatural. Uh, why is the Rambam so convinced that Mashiach doesn't need to do anything supernatural? So he continues in the next parak: in Perak bet of Hochot Malachim, Al ha'lev Don't think that in the days of Mashiach, the world will change. Nature will change. There will be some change in creation. The world will continue running in its natural fashion. And what does it mean when Yeshaya said that the wolf will lie with the lamb and the, uh, the leopard will play with the kid goat it says that is meant to be interpreted allegorically etc. it doesn't mean that the wolf will lie with the lamb if you send your lamb into a pack of wolves you can expect to be left with a pile of lamb bones right? the nature will not change wolves will still be carnivorous and uh, certainly so will lions And if you send your little kid to play in a viper's nest, then as they say in Israel, even in the messianic era, vipers are still poisonous snakes. Rather, this is a metaphor. Nature won't change, but there will be world peace. The situation of the world will improve. The uh, UN mandate will be realized. The right now, the Jews are compared to Allegorically, the lamb and the kid goat is the Jewish people, the leopards and lions and tigers and wolves are are our enemies, and in the Messianic era, we will be able to sit pleasantly with our enemies and not be attacked. That's all Yeshia meant by that vision. And everyone will acknowledge the true religion. And they'll stop robbing and destroying. Right? All it means is that our enemies who are now violent and trying to kill us and robbing and destroying all nations of the world will realize the truth of the Torah and they will eat permitted objects. Um, probably means they will meaning they will eat objects that are legally belong to them. Everyone will work for an honest living. No one will rob. There'll be no pirates. Uh, no one will de- no one will invade and destroy other nations. Everyone will. Every nation will live peacefully and cooperate with one another. That's what it means that the lion will eat straw like, the uh, like the cattle. That everyone will eat peacefully. All the supernatural prophecies that we read about in Yeshayah and the other Nevi'im about the Messianic era are all intended allegorically. And if you don't know exactly what each word of this Nevoah means, don't worry. When Yeshayah comes, we'll realize exactly what it meant. The... uh, Rambam then continues, Amru Chacham, what is his proof? Ain Ha'olam mota Mashiach, Bilvad. As the chachamim said, there is no difference between nowadays and the Messianic era, except for Shibod Malchiot, except for whether the Jews are enslaved and oppressed by other nations. Okay, then the Rambam goes into a bit of a description of how uh, the Mashiach might come about, or how he might not. The Rambam also continues, and, uh, tells us a little later in this parak that Very importantly, says all the Chacham all the Neviyim yearned for the Messianic era. But why? Not so they could rule the world. Not so that they could rule over their enemies. Not so that the other nations will praise them. Not so that they'll be able to eat and drink and be merry. Ella, why do we want Mashiach to come? The Rambam says... Because nowadays, there's a lot of problems in the world. Life is difficult now. Life is especially difficult for Jewish people. Okay, some years it's more difficult, some years less difficult. But over the past couple thousand years, the Jewish people have been oppressed a lot. And you know, on the one hand, it's admirable. You know, we tell chassidish stories of Mesiras Nefesh, of people who kept the Torah and the mitzvot even under the most difficult circumstances. And that's very admirable, and we look up to that. But when push, comes to shove, when push comes to shove, says the Rambam, you can't fulfill the Torah as well if you're being oppressed and killed by your enemies as if you live in peace and prosperity. So why did all of our and why did the Nevi'im yearn to see the days of Mashiach? Not so they can be rich and, and, and relaxed. But, so that they won't be bothered by oppression, and by war, and by social problems. And nothing will distract them from learning Torah, and growing in wisdom and spirituality. And nothing will oppress them, or stop them, from their spiritual endeavors. And therefore, they will be able to grow spiritually, and merit Olam Haba, after their 120 there will be no hunger, there will be no war. There will be no jealousy and competition. Why? Because there will be lots and lots of bounty. In the day in the Messianic era, there will be so much goodness, there will be so much bounty, there will be so much riches, that no one will need to fight. No one will need to be jealous and compete. No nation will need to lift sword upon nation. Cholam Ka'afar. And anything you want will be found. That the streets will be paved with gold. And the entire world will do nothing, but will be no one will have to work for a living. All you'll have to do is grow in spirituality. Just try to come closer and closer to the knowledge of God. Therefore, the Jews who already have the Torah. Could you imagine if they were freed of the burden of all the problems they have to deal with that distract them from Torah study, the Jews will merely sit and philosophize all day long, and they will be great sages, and they'll know things that nowadays are too hard for us to figure out. They'll understand God to the maximal extent it's possible for a human being to understand God. This is the Rambam's version of the Messianic era. Now, we only have to answer one simple question. Who does the Rambam follow? Rabbi Yochanan? As we mentioned, Rav Sadiqon follows Rabbi Yochanan. All the words in the Nevi'am will come true in the Messianic era. It will be a supernatural existence. Or does the Rambam follow Shmuel, who says, there is no difference between our times in the Messianic era, except for Shiva ad except for Jewish independence. The, uh, the Rambam seems, at first glance, to follow Shmuel. That is what most people assume nowadays. The Rambam follows Shmuel. He says there's no difference between this world and the next world, except for Jewish independence. How do we know that? Because he quotes, Bilvad, <laughs> And he says, The way the world will not change. There will be no supernatural miraculous existence. That is what would seem to be the opinion of the Rambam. However, as the Lechem, Mishnah, and other commentaries of the Rambam point out, that is actually impossible. The Rambam could not possibly follow the opinion of Shmuel. And we can bring uh, four proofs for this. Number one, now we start with a bit of a handicap. The Rambam quoted Shmuel, But we can bring four knockout proofs that the Rambam cannot possibly follow Shmuel. Proofs number one and two. What did Shmuel actually say? The Messianic era will be just like our days, because there will always be poor people. Shmuel thinks there will be poverty, there will be Jewish independence, but there will be poverty in the Messianic era. The Rambam says explicitly there will be no poverty and no hunger and everyone will have as much money as they want. Secondly, Shmuel said there will be warfare in the Messianic era. Shmuel says that verse which says nation will not lift up sword among nation will not be fulfilled in the Messianic era. But the Rambam says explicitly, "Lo There will be no wars in the Messianic era so the rambam actually thinks the messianic era will be very different from our era there will be no poverty and no wars thirdly and fourthly when will the visions of Yeshayahu and the other nevi'im come true rabbi yochanan says they will come true in the messianic era but olam haba is indescribable shmuel says they won't come true in the messianic era they'll come true in olam haba when does the Rambam think they will come true A, he clearly does not think they will come true in Olam Haba. We know that the Ramam holds that Olam Haba is purely spiritual and there are souls without bodies there. The words in the Nevi'im cannot possibly come true in a purely spiritual, non-physical existence. What do you mean nations will not, will beat their swords into plowshares? There'll be no swords, there'll be no plowshares, there'll be no plowing, there'll be no agriculture, there'll be no earth. Right? There'll be no lambs or, or, or wolves or lions or kids. Right? There will only be disembodied souls basking in the splendor of their knowledge of God. As the Ramam says explicitly in Hilchot Shuvah, in the 8th Perak, in the 7th Halacha, <speaking in Hebrew> He quotes the language of Rabbi Yochanan. All the words in the Nebuah will come true in the Messianic era. Olam <speaking in> Haba? <Hebrew> That's indescribable. Navim didn't talk about it. <clears throat> And, in fact, we just read that the Ramam holds that the words of the Nevi'im will come true in the Messianic era. The prophets say there'll be no war. There'll be no war in the Messianic era. Yeshaya says that the lamb will lie with the wolf, with the wolves, with the wolf, and the Ramam says the lamb will lie with the wolf in the Messianic era. It's just not literally a lamb and a wolf, but allegorically... You know, the uh, Jews and, uh, and the Hamasniks. They'll all live together in peace in the Messianic era. So, the Rambam, A, held against Shmuel, that there will, be po- there will be no poverty, there will be plenty and riches in the Messianic era. Two, held against Shmuel, there will be no war, there will be world peace in the Messianic era. Three, held against Shmuel, that the words in the Nevi'im cannot be pushed off until olam haba, because olam haba, according to the Rambam, must be indescribable. And four, held against Shmuel, that the words in the Nevi'im do refer to the Messianic era. Just, you have to interpret them allegorically. So, what does the Rambam, then, really seem to hold? As the later commentators point out, the Rambam really holds like Rabbi Yochanan. The Ramam really holds that Olam HaZeh will, will be very different from Olam HaZeh. The Ramam holds that the Messianic era will be very different. Just how will it be very different? Not supernaturally very different, but rather naturally very different. There are in fact then three opinions about what will happen in the Messianic era. One opinion is Shmuel himself, who says the Messianic era ain't Bin Olam Bilvad means the Messianic era will be the same as nowadays, except for Jewish independence. Meaning that it won't be supernaturally different. It won't only even be naturally different. It will just be the redemption of the Jewish people. According to Shmuel, you know I don't know if you would call the modern day state of Israel quite the Messianic era he would certainly view it as potentially reshitsmichat gulateinu. But, according to Shmuel, let's just say we, you know, fixed up our modern-day state of Israel a little. You know, we, let's say, we made it a, uh, you know, more uh, religious type of government, and we uh, built the Beit HaMikdash on uh, on the Temple Mount in Yerushalayim, and let's say we were not under existential threat by our enemies. You know, I assume that Shmuel would admit that if every day we're scared of uh, being attacked by our enemies, that's not quite the messianic era. Uh, the Jewish state would have to be so strong that it doesn't feel existentially threatened by its enemies anymore. But, I mean, all these things could happen in the next 10 years, perhaps, if we play our cards right? Right? Theoretically, all we need is a state of Israel that's maybe a little more powerful and independent to, than it is now and doesn't care what America and the UN thinks. So it'll be really independent. Uh, it would have to be a little more religious and rebuild the uh, rebuild the Beit HaMekdash. And then that would be the Messianic era. There would still be poverty. There would still be social problems. There might be income inequality. Uh, there would still be wars. Just, you know, we, we wouldn't... Uh, we wouldn't feel uh, existentially threatened by those wars. Uh, but yeah, we'd still fight wars. We'd still have to you know, beat off some enemies here and there. Uh, the world would be much like the world as we know it. Except for the fact there'd be a Beit HaMikdash built in Yushalayim. And the Jewish state would be a little more improved militarily, um, politically, and religiously. For Shmuel, the Messianic era is really just a little bit of an improved version of the contemporary state of Israel. For Rabbi Yochanan, as interpreted by most philosophers, the Messianic era will be totally different from existence as we know it. It will be a supernatural existence, where lions will no longer be violent, and where snakes will no longer bite, and where the streets will be paved not with gold better with uh, diamonds and, uh, and rubies and precious stones and where the light of the uh, Beit HaMikdash will shine through the whole world and eclipse the sun um, and we will all be, uh, be Naviam, um and prophesy all day long it will be a totally different existence where we. it will be on this earth but the earth will be supernaturally transformed to a perfect type of uh, Gan Eden type of place. The Rambam has a middle shita. He says, yes, it will be a different world. Yes, the words of the prophets will come true. He has to believe that because he can't believe the prophets were able to describe Ulam Haba, which he holds is indescribable. So yes, it will be a different world where the words of the prophets come true. However, it will be different naturally and not supernaturally. It will be the best natural world we could possibly imagine. Could we imagine naturally a much better possible world? Yes, utopian theorists, utopian philosophers have imagined a world where all human beings will be at peace with one another, where there'll be plenty of money to go around and everyone will have their needs provided for, where education will be on a much higher level and everyone will be very, very advanced. For the Rambam, that is the Mothar Mashiach. It's the most perfect world the world can be within the natural order. Of course snakes will still bite and lions will still eat you if you venture into their territory. But all people will be advanced and educated and religious and spiritual and peaceful and will all have whatever we need and just be able to sit all day and grow intellectually and religiously. For the Rambam, it's, you know, the uh, maybe some of us listening to this tape are right now in Yeshiva, Shana Aleph, Shana Bet, something like that. It'll be like being in yeshiva your whole life. Everything's provided for you. You don't have to worry about anything. All you have to do is sit and work on your intellectual and spiritual growth. And the world around you will be perfect. The only difference is that that will be true in the entire world. Not You won't have to escape to, uh, you know, to a special yeshiva in order to live this idyllic existence. The whole world will be one big Gan Eden, but within the natural world. Here the Rambam follows an axiom he set out in the second book of the Mornevuchim, the 29th chapter, which is that, according to the Rambam's understanding of physics and metaphysics, once God created the world, God created the world so that the laws of nature will never change. That is, for the Rambam, an axiom. Within the physical world, the laws of physics don't change. Therefore, the Rambam on the one hand, had to believe that the, prof- that the prophecies of Yeshia will come true in the Messianic era because they couldn't be described. They had to come true sometime. They can't come true in Olam Haba because that indescribable. so they must come true in the Messianic era. On the other hand, the Ramam held that the laws of nature never changed. Therefore, he was forced to come up with a third opinion about the Messianic era. It will be a perfect world where all the prophecies will come true, but they will come true allegorically, not literally. They don't mean nature will change and we will lead a supernatural existence. They mean that within nature, the world will be as perfect as it possibly can be, which means there'll be no poverty or war. Naturally, we can eliminate poverty or war if we do everything right. That's what we'll do. We'll do everything right. Eliminate poverty, eliminate war, eliminate competition and jealousy and violence and hatred, eliminate poverty and want... And we will have the most perfect utopia that we can build within the natural order. To summarize, then, we have seen three different Jewish conceptions of the Messianic era. One being the opinion of Shmuel. The Rebbe and Parshat Nitzavim seems to pass in that way. The opinion of Shmuel is that it will be a regular world just with Jewish independence and sovereignty, something we can imagine within the confines of our modern-day state of Israel if we just tweaked a few things here and there. On the other side of the spectrum, according to the way most Rishonim literally interpreted Rabbi Yochanan, it will be a supernatural world where all of existence will be different and all of the prophecies of Yeshaya and his colleagues will come true in the literal sense. And in the middle stands the Rambam, who says it will be a utopian world where the prophecies of Yeshia come true. But only within the natural order, it will be the most perfect natural order it can be. When the Rambam quoted, Ein Bain, Olam Azeli, mota Mashiach, Belvad, he didn't mean to say he was following Shmuel and the only difference will be Jewish independence. What he meant to say is that just like Shmuel believes the laws of physics don't change, so, to everyone believes the laws of physics won't change. It's just that Schmoll thinks the laws of physics won't change and it will still be an imperfect world. We think the laws of physics won't change, says the Rambam, and it will be a perfect world, but a perfect natural world within the greatest perfection that human beings can naturally achieve, as per all of the utopian philosophers with whom we are, with whom we are familiar. The, uh, an interesting related question, which we don't have time to properly deal with, but uh, we'll just end by introducing this topic, is how do we get to Yemot HaMashiach? Now, the Rama, Ramosha Moshe Abulafia, mentions in an essay of his about this topic that it could very well be that even if the Messianic era will not be supernatural, the transition to the Messianic era will be. But... The Rambam seems to hold not that way. Many Rishonim, including Rashi and Tosfot, on Sukkot and Aleph and Aleph and Rav Sadigon, as we have mentioned, hold that the Messianic era will be a supernatural world and will be ushered in supernaturally. The third Beit HaMikdash say Rashi and Tosfot and many other Jewish philosophers will not be built by human hands, but will descend from heaven. However, the Rambam says very clearly in the 11th chapter of Elchot Malachim that If a king arises and is a Talmud Chacham and a Tzaddik and fulfills the Torah and leads the Jewish people towards greater spirituality and conquers our enemies and builds the Beit HaMikdash, then we know he is Mashiach. The Ramah apparently thinks that the third Beit HaMikdash will be built by human hands, by human means, within the natural order, of course the most perfect natural order, but will be built within, apparently there'll be no corruption in the union and the contractors who are hired to build the Beit HaMikdash. But nonetheless, we'll need a contractor and we'll need heavy equipment and tractors and bulldozers to build that Beit HaMikdash because we will usher in this Messianic age through human natural means. So, maybe we'll find out who's right about the nature of the Messianic era when it comes, which we hope will be very soon. But meanwhile... When we want to know how to get to the Messianic era, the uh, Rashi and Tosos tell us sit back and wait for supernatural things to happen and the third temple to fall from heaven, while the Rambam tells us that no, go out and make some blueprints and build that Beit Hamikdash when the time is right. Of course, the time is not right quite yet. We have a few uh, prerequisites that need to be fulfilled, but we will build that in the natural means. Because we will be Hashem's agents in bringing about that messianic era by perfecting the natural order with God's help to the greatest extent that we can.